be an attorney for some reason. Really? I had no idea why I wanted to be an attorney, but I was really drawn to law. You know, even when I like bullied the boys and made them skin their knee, I'm like, but you can sue me. I get it. You know, oh, wow. so, <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. Um, and so I was a mom early, 16 and pregnant. Okay. Um, I almost flunked out senior year because I was trying to work, uh, balance school, a baby, and work. I worked at UPS right after school. And oh, wow. I went in at 10 o'clock at night, and they were like, here's your baby. Also, it's still a sink full of dishes because your chores don't stop. You know, so one day I just burst into tears at UPS on the checkpoint. Um, and I cried from UPS all the way out in Willow Springs to right. 63rd and Rockwell. I did. And then up the stairs and into my mama's bosom. And I, I could not stop bawling. But it was all, it was it was too much. But I got through it. Um, I'm not a statistic, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm, you know, I graduated high school. Um, I had a very supportive family. Whoever was home that day, that's who took care of Taylor, you know, um, and to this day, my, my family oh, is, I have an amazing support system. Um, so I was able to accomplish a lot, but I knew in my spirit that I was called to do more. And I, I often tell very close friends of mine that I always heard the voice of God, even when I was little. And I remember being in Inglewood, standing in the middle of my living room, and just out of nowhere, clear as day, God spoke this to me. He said, everyone is going to know your name one day. And I'm like, what that mean? <laughs> so, right, right, right. Like, come on now. I never forgot it. it. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, I never forgot it. You know, and then it repeated again. Everyone is going to know your name and you're going to be famous. And that's where it, he didn't say anything else about it. After. <laughs> I was like, I went cold on you? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So, so you had a lot of family support and everything. And then did you have anybody in your family who had their own business or who you grew up seeing, um, like assist somebody else at their business? Was that anywhere in your upbringing? Yes, but not to this degree. Uh, my grandmother was always creative. She was an uh, artist. She painted. And then she also cleaned. She had her own cleaning business. She wasn't someone's maid, but she did go out into the homes and, and clean other people's homes. And so I did see that. But as far as like um, extreme entrepreneurship, and that's compared to granny making a few coins on the side, you know, I call this more like um, more so extreme entrepreneurship in that sense, comparing to both of them. I never saw that, you know, um, and I don't know where I know where it came from. But, you know, I never seen it in my family. Right. like. That. Although I feel like those are the seeds, you know, like you got to start somewhere and each generation just adds to it. Yes. So, yeah. So I don't, I don't discount the, the little businesses. That no. Those hustles get us to where we are now yes and beyond so Shantae tell me a little hey. bit about you like of course we went to high school together but yes 
start before then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was a very um, free-spirited kid. Like, <laughs> thank God for my parents. I was super free-spirited when I was really young. And I would dance. I would sing. Like, anything creative, I, I, I love. Okay. And around, I think I was about seven or eight, my parents then transitioned as far as loud, because my parents allowed me to be free for, for a long time. But when seven or eight, my parents became, uh, my dad got into church. Next thing I know, my dad was a pastor and it was like, pull her back. You know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> all the things that I love doing, I'm like, you can't do it anymore, you know? And so I was eight years old, I'm like, what? You know, like, what, right. what's happening right now? So it was like, no, it was such a list, like, no doing this. So at that point, um, I just lost my, I really lost myself at just being that young. Mm-hmm. I just lost myself because I was so used to dancing or singing or <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. I feel like doing. And I lost myself and I, I shut down. I became withdrawn. I, I was like, you know, I, it's like, I didn't own myself. I felt like I didn't mm-hmm. own myself at that point because it was like the church and this is what people would, if they, if I would ease off and do something, they would tell my dad, well, uh, your, I'm like eight years old, like your daughter doing this or your daughter did, and I'm mm. like eight years old, like I'm, I'm eight, you know, right, right. so they changed, they changed the, <laughs> changed the household a lot during those years, so I had to find ways to express myself, and I did that by writing, okay, Didn't, no one was reading it, like it was just a way for me to like, boom, I, you know, this happened today, you know, every day I'm just like writing yeah, really. stuff, and we moved from, I lived in, a, I lived in K-Town, um, <laughs> West Side, okay? We moved from K-Town after, like, somebody was shooting one day. My dad was like, that's it, you know, packing up. <laughs> and he moved us to Maywood at that time, you know, we moved to Maywood. And when we got to Maywood, I went to junior high, which is Irving. You know, I know Irving School over there. I had a teacher named Miss Robinson, and a teach. she was, she was like, very artistic just all the way and she would pull that out of me like she didn't know me it's just i went to the school she was like we're happy we have a theater company and then i sang you can sing and next thing i know i'm in a theater company and i started to come out of that withdrawn place that i was in it was it was credit to that teacher for mm-hmm. pulling that out of me and so at that point you know I started pushing the boundaries just a little bit. I was like, well, show me in the Bible where you can't do this, where you can't do this. You can show me. If it's not in the there. The rebel then, in you was like, show yeah. me. I was like, if it's not in there, it don't count. You know, right, right, I right. respect you. I'm going to respect you. <laughs> I'm going to respect, you know, your calling and everything. But if it's not in there. And so my dad was so cool. My dad was like, this ain't it. You know what? <laughs> you know this traditional stuff. Let me, you do you. And when I got that, that like release, I just began to open up and my dad was very entrepreneurial. He, he had a cleaning service and he had big contracts. He would do, um, Montgomery Ward, (laughs) Montgomery Ward, I'm aging and dating myself, but he would do like those big stores and Mm -hmm. we would, as kids, I had, um, at that time, it was just me and my brother at that time. We have other siblings now, they started over, but (laughs) it was me and my brother. They would put us in the, we would, we would wait for them while they worked. We would be in the car, um, like two, three in the morning. We started to go to school. We're sitting there. They have a TV in there for us, you know, talking. And so we saw the work ethic. My mom worked with my dad. 
and they pastored a church. So I, I, that structure came from watching them um, and watching the passion. Like my dad, he was so passionate about, you know, what he was doing. And you like, he was cleaning floors and people were like, oh, he's the best. You know, he was like extremely passionate. And so I picked that up and started, you know, getting even more, you know, outgoing, I think. And then mm -hmm. I went to, when I went to Walter, I was super like comfortable myself at that time. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is great. Um, and then while I was there, I don't know if you remember, but while I was there, it was like the second year, because I didn't finish there, I transferred. We moved. We okay. moved to Hinsdale. When I went to Hinsdale, I was in a completely different world. <laughs> like, <laughs> the kids were driving, like, beamers, and I was just like, you know, what, what is going on here? You know, like, <laughs> it was just a complete, like, our, everything was different. Like, even our gym was, like, archery, like, stuff that you're like, what? Right, right, right. You know, you know yeah. we did so, not have that at Walter Lutheran. No, we had archery. <laughs> you know, we had, we had all kinds of weird gym classes. They would take, they took us canoeing. We had a whole semester of canoeing in a lake. I mean, it was completely different for me. So um, then I started feeling like I didn't fit, you know? So at that point I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna make it out of school. I don't care about, I just want it out. I just want out. I want mm -hmm. out of this whole team life. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so I just focused on education and then I got out of school like a year, year and a half early. I don't know if you guys know, I graduated like 16 before I right on the verge of 17, so I went, from freshman, sophomore to junior, senior. <laughs> so I'd never, I didn't have a senior year, all that. I was just wanted out. And um, then I was just, you know, trying to find my way. So eventually I found that I, I knew I loved creative things, but I wanted to, I was like, you know what? I wanted to do what everybody wants me to do. Like I was trying to fulfill everyone else's dream but my own. So I went into pre-law. I was like, I'm gonna be attorney. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I went into pre-law. Um, did my undergrad, got accepted into law school, and I was like, uh-uh, this is not, I'm not Reality happy. hit. This ain't me, you know. They gonna really let me do this? No, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm like, y'all, nobody's gonna stop me. Like, right. somebody say, hey, you know, this is not you. But, you know, I was gonna go through with it, and I found my, um, I had a professor, and I, I think God always placed people to help you through different things, and my professor was like, you know, you have all of these credits for this degree. Why don't you do a dual degree? And that other aspect of it was journalism, which obviously made sense for me. And I got mm -hmm. into broadcasting and print journalism. And I learned like a lot of technical things. And then I was in California, you know, living in, Cal which I'm in California, not South Carolina. <laughs> but I'm in California. South Carolina? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and so I just started to become involved in the industry, different things, acting, whatever I could get my hands on, directing, writing. Um, I love to write. I was doing stage plays, and then from stage plays to short film, and then short film to feature film. And then after we would do the festivals, I was like, what are we going to do with this film? Like, we spent all of our money, our time, our energy. We have nowhere to put it. There is, what do we do with it now? And it was not just my, you know, it, it wasn't just me saying that it was other people going through the same thing. And so we, me and my friend was talking one time and I was like, you know what, we should just have our own Netflix. <laughs> and right. I started researching. I was like, well, we can't do our own Netflix, but we can get a free, you know, there's public Roku channels, but we got to learn how to put the channel together. Like I have no idea how to do this stuff. 
Okay, so, so I just re researched. I'm going to interrupt you for one second because all of that I want to get into in a minute. So all those yeah. steps that you took, okay? <laughs> okay, so because we're going to get into that part, okay? So I just want to <laughs> hold off on it. So we want to hold off on that good stuff. <laughs> okay, <Yeah. laughs> so Iris, when did you first realize you wanted to do hair care products? Well, entrepreneurship chose me. Um, you know, I never thought that in a million years, this would be my life. Um, and well, when you say that, when, when you say that, why, why not? Like what's so like, this is so different from anything I imagined. You know, it was the whole, I was still programmed to have a more traditional mm -hmm. lifestyle. Um, you know, finding a good job. 401k pension, retirement, picket mm -hmm. fence, maybe a dog, you know, <laughs> I'm married, you know, um, so, you know, two income household and right. go on a trip uh, uh, once a year and that's it, you know, so it was very interesting, um, the transition that happened because um, when I, when it chose me, um, it even caught my husband off guard and entrepreneurship requires a lot from you and it made the first year of our marriage rocky mm -hmm. you know so it wasn't anything that was discussed and we didn't know what was expected but um back in 2014 is when we got married and leading up to uh, us getting married um, i went to a stylist that i found on facebook she slayed styles beautiful gorgeous um went loved it decided to go back and that's when everything changed. And so um, when she, well, actually it was her shampoo girl um, that was parading around saying that she never been, hadn't been to school yet. And, you know, she got this job and blah, blah, blah. Um, she was charged with removing the hair extensions and prepping me at the bowl for the quick weed. So she did a really rushed job and uh, she didn't allow the, the bond to separate from my hair organically, you know, as you so saturate the hair with conditioner and whatever it is that they do. She started pulling and tugging at the tracks. And mm -hmm. as she pulled and, and tugged at the tracks, I heard tears. And so oh. what I heard, what I thought I heard was the bond that was, it was roughly separating from my hair. I didn't know that was she was pulling my hair from the scalp. Is it hurt? I was very sore, but I thought it was just the friction, oh. you know? Oh, and yeah, so yeah. I didn't know what was, I hadn't, I would have never dreamed. And so um, I went to the chair, um, you know, it's a stocking cap and all that other stuff. And she did the quick weave, love the style. So you never um, saw your scalp, like in between going to the bowl and getting the stocking cap? No. And she never said, oh, <laughs> there was no? No. Okay. Never right. saw it. Um, she, she never told. And this is, this is an ongoing thing with this stylist, you know, few of her clients buy my products but that's a whole other thing um, and so um two weeks went by the tracks were starting to separate and i actually have a physical photo of this um the tracks were starting to separate from my my scalp and there was a time it was a situation where i went into the bathroom 
and they, I saw the track starting to lift up. And so, um, and I peeled, I think I went to scratch or something, but I noticed that there was, it was bald where that might, where there was supposed to be hair. And I'm like, well, I don't think my hairline goes back this far. And so I go to peel back tracks and I literally have a photo that I took because I sent, I have these photos because I sent it to the stylist. So I I peel back the tracks and tracks and I'm like, well, wait a minute, there is no hair here. Wait a minute. I pray to baby Jesus that the rest of my scalp don't Let look. Jesus. I'm like, wait, because I was in between trying to scrape somebody and praying. Like, right, 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 right. So I did, I soaked off the tracks this time. And what I found underneath is what's on my Iris Botanicals uh, website. I looked like freaking George Jefferson, G. Like, I had no hair. So I took a picture of it, and I sent it to the girl, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Okay, this, your shampoo girl did this. And she, there was no admission of guilt. Um, she said, well, you know, my mama used Dr. Miracles on her scalp. I guess she snatched her mama. I have no idea. But Dr. Miracles, you can you buy some of that. You know, it got a little menthol in it and the balm or whatever. Mm. And I said, but can you help me restore my hair? Right. Now, at that time, there wasn't a whole lot of products on the market um, that would help stimulate growth. So I didn't, I didn't even know where to even begin. The girl offered to do my hair over for full price. And that's when I wanted to scrape her. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know you were wrong when you're going to do it for free. Yeah. Yes. And so um, hindsight, I don't feel like she had the proper education to help. Um, you know, I have a little bit more compassion. I am glad that I never said her name to this day. Um, you know, and from now, from one business owner to the, to the other, I wouldn't, Mm -hmm. um, but me, me telling my story is actually how my business got started. So fast forward, um, I did buy some Dr. Miracles and it did a little something. It was a little, just a little bit of activity. And I said, well, what if I like made something way more concentrated? And so I started researching everything I could about essential oils and carrier oils and, um, and eventually a little bit of product formulation. And so I started, um, so I was operating as a kitchen chemist and a kitchen stylist and <laughs> I was doctoring on my hair. I was completely obsessed. And what was so funny is, um, and I often tell this uh, part was my husband said he don't even remember ever seeing me like that. I did a very good job at sleeping in wigs, even in 90 degree wow. heat. So I'm like, I, I, I hid, I hid from the world. I, um, so I did have self-esteem issues and all of that, that was attached to hair loss. Um, I had traction alopecia, which is the pulling and tugging that's caused, caused thinning and breakage. Um, thank God my follicles were still active. There are times where women do not have, they end up with inactive hair follicles because the damage is too much into the scalp, you know? So, um, so I didn't have that situation, but I was able to, uh, stimulate enough growth by the time my wedding day rolled around in August, because this happened around February, March. 
And so um, I was able to have like a, just a little short bang, but we did a sew in, not her, somebody else, um, sew mm -hmm. in, and we was able to cut, uh, like blend the hair really good. Nice. So fast forward, um, came back from my honeymoon, obsessed over my hair some more. One now, year. Did you tell your husband on the honeymoon? No. No, no. It, he found out when, actually, I want to say when I posted pictures, like one year later. So I saw the girl still doing hair. This is how Iris Botanicals happened. Why men don't trust women now? They're like, right, right. <laughs> I'll catfish him. And so <laughs> one year later, around maybe the next February, um, I saw she was still doing hair, and I was a little bitter. So I posted a before and after photo, and I'm like, you know, I told the story of the stylist that yanked my hair out, but I'm like, I fixed it, blah, blah, blah. So people were more concerned and, and interested in what I did. Yeah. What did you do? Because I look like you right now. Like, what did you do? Because I'm, I got damaged hair. Tell me more. And so I started lightly selling through the inbox. I didn't even have a website. Like, it was like, I'm going to pick it up from your house kind of thing. Right, right. right. Um, and yeah. so, and then my sales grew. I'm a licensed clinical massage therapist. That's my day job. And so one of my clients is an attorney. And, you know, he was like, we would always catch up. And he would, you know, so I said, I think I have a business. And he was like, well, tell me more. And I told him, you know, what was going on? He said, Iris, you actually do have a business. And I'm like, well, I don't know nothing about no business. Like, right. what What am I supposed to do? But, um, yeah, he gave me guidance. And um, one year after my hobby, I landed my first retail chain, and that was Whole Foods. That is awesome. Just one year. I mean, people work on products for five, ten years yes. before they can get in big box stores. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Congrats. So what do you think made you able to get it in, in, in Whole Foods so quickly as opposed to... I'm going to tell you what really happened. Um, uh -oh. It was all right. the It was all. Every, everything, every move um god led me to every single person i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm a quickly connect the dots and so um before before i had that job where i had the regular attorney i had another job at a chiropractic office god said it was time for you to leave okay. and they begged me to stay and they were really good people but he said it was time to go so right after I quit, literally that next day, another chiropractic office contacted me, and it was one where the attorney, where I was seeing the attorney. I decided to take that job. Hair loss happened, regrowth happened, and it was through him that I was sent to a business incubator because he told me about a business incubator. That's how he helped me. I went to a 12-week business incubator, and it was there that I made a lot of connections. But one specific connection was during that time when I finished the business incubator, God said, you need to go to hair school. And I'm like, but God, I hate school. But he said, but you need to go to hair school. And I'm like, but I don't know where no hair school is. And so the business incubator hosted a business writing workshop. 
And so I, I said, let me just go to this thing. You know, I ain't got nothing to do tonight. Um, you know, so I said, um, business plan. So I went to the business plan writing workshop and there, one of my, um, colleague, my um, students that I um, went to school with, the business academy with, said, Iris, I've been looking all over for you, and I lost your phone number. Um, and it was because I saw a, a school, a natural hair school that I thought you might be interested in. I don't know. I said, girl, God just told me like a few days ago that I need to go to natural hair school. Right, right. So I went to that natural hair academy. And Satan was in my head like, how you go pay for it? How you go pay for it? You just got laid off your job. Because I did. Did just get laid off my job and it was a different job because I had left that other job mm -hmm. um, and so I went back into the Academy after I did the tour and I told the director I don't have a way to pay for this she said girl we go work with you don't worry about it mm -hmm. so it was the director that um and i don't talk shout about for you because right now sounds like a shout is coming so i'm gonna say hallelujah i'm in class and um they i didn't i don't talk about myself a lot and there and the one of the students was like iris what else do you do you don't really share with us i said well i have a natural hairline that's really why i'm here in this academy and she was like okay oh tell me about your products so i told the, the student about my products um, she said, can I buy some off of you? And I said, sure, I'll bring some tomorrow. Brought a product, slid it to her on the low. I don't know where this director came from. She came out the blue. And she was like, well, what is this? She picked up my jar of hair butter. They said, well, that's Iris's hair butter. She said, you got a hair care line? I said, yeah. She said, I'm going to take you under my wing because I'm going into Whole Foods. I'm doing my last meeting um, in a couple of weeks. I'm going to bring you with me. Mm, mm, I said, okay. Right. So I went, I sat, sat in the cut. I'm we in Whole Foods corporate office. I'm just taking notes, not trying to impede on anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And they said, Well, who is this? And she said, Well, that's my mentee. She has a natural hair care line. They said, Really? So they said, Tell me about your line. Told them about my line. They said, You know we still scouting. I said, What? They said, Yeah, mm -hmm. April 12th, come and pitch your product to us. And so, uh, April 12th, I'm going to tell you, now this is the big shout, G. April 12th came around. I pitched my product. It was hundreds of people there. And I'm like, and so this is how God speaks to me. It's through signs. Mm -hmm. And so the last question on the um, pre-app was, what are your ties to Inglewood? I said, born and raised. All right, all right. Girl, when I tell you <laughs> that I was one of 40 out of hundreds that they chose, my picture hung from the ceiling bigger than my mentors. Right. I went into that store and I sold and reached to the top 30 in the whole department within a month. Oh, wow. I was in the top 100 where the vice president asked me to do speaking engagements at some of their seminars, girl. They wow. put me on the radio. I said, thank you, God. I was always meant to do this. Yes, right. And yep. because he connected the dots. He sent me to this person, and this person sent me to that person, and that person sent me right, to right, this right. person. Said, I'm taking you under, your, under my wing, another right, black right. woman who don't mind sharing the spotlight. Exactly, and I yes. And I was grateful along the way. And you know what I did? 
one year after I got into that store, because I also received the Entrepreneurship of the Award, um, Award of the Year from Rahm Emanuel one year later. Right, um, right, yeah. that store. But I wrote a special thank you to every single one of them, saying it was right. because of you and God using you that mm -hmm. I made it here. So I'm... That's, that's a hallelujah, yes. <laughs> today, today, how many stores are you in? How many stores are your products in? Um, 14, but one of them closed, so it's 13 now, but yeah. Which ones are they? You can name a couple. Ooh, okay, I'm in Whole Foods, Inglewood, South Loop, High Park, uh, Evergreen Park, um, few of them up north, I don't remember up north. Okay, any of the western um, I'm also in like Solo Beauty Supply, um, Martha's Beauty and Hair Braid, Taisha's Beauty World. These are black owned beauty supply stores. Yeah. It's some other whole food. All right, all right. It's, God will pour out a blessing. It's on my site. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, that's why asking. That's why I wanted you to rattle them off because people are right now on Facebook asking. What stores are you in? So there's probably somebody oh, watching this right now in the store talking about some. Make a laugh right here at the corner so I can get honest pretending. I'm the only purple on the shelf. Only purple on the shelf. So Hyde Park, I think, I don't know if I said that. But if you go to irisbotanicals.com and go to stores, mm -hmm. the full list is there. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm, that makes me so excited. And it's funny because I wasn't even thinking about the fact that we are all women of faith. And so, you know, we, we had that going on today and the yes. moving in this. So that wasn't even expected, but where, where God is, come on now. Okay, That's right. Shante. So now I want to hear about you. You said you hooked up with, I don't know, for some friends or whoever then to decide on getting this channel on, on TV. So yes. that story. <laughs> Yeah, no, so I had been in shows with other people. Like I've been in plays with other actresses from Texas on and I've been in, you know, short films or whatever. And I've always um I've always kept a good open line of communication with people, you know, that I that I meet along the way. Mm -hmm. Um so I, I was actually, uh, the crazy thing, I was doing music or managing like this girl group one time, this little girl group. Really? And they were doing great things in Texas. Like they were like on the news. It was just like, we were doing Six Flags, House of Blues. They were killing it. And one of the girls in the group, her cousin, I met her cousin because I was like, you know, why don't we do a short film? And she's like, my cousin is an actress. And she was eight, nine years old. And so I met her cousin and we became friends and she was an actress. And so we started being in projects together. And so we just always stay, you know, real cordial, real, real friendly with each other. Um, and I moved from Texas to California. She was still in Texas. And so um, every time I would have an opportunity to do something like a play or whatever I, I decided to do, I would always bring her in. Because I was like, you know, when we were just trying to, you know, when I was just trying to figure things out, she was, she was part of that world right, for me. Right. So mm -hmm. um, one day we were on the phone and I'm just like, you know, frustrated because, you know, I'm in California. There is not a great deal of opportunities when I, 
well, there's great opportunity, but for women of color, it's, you have to work a little bit harder and sometimes mm -hmm. those opportunities don't come as easy. So um, we were talking and I was like, you know, we just, we, we're gonna start our own, we should start our own channel. And she's the type of like, yeah, let's do it. Like never, I can say the outlandish no thing. No like, yeah, let's go do it, let's do it. <laughs> you always need somebody like that. Who's like, uh-uh, we don't care like, about the obstacles, yes. we don't do it. <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's do it. And so we kind of talked about it and then we, we put it on pause and I did a play, I, I, we did a play, I wrote a play and it got picked up to do something in New York. So then I, I was mm -hmm. doing something off Broadway type of deal. And that was the I queen. brought her in to do, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. What was the name of it? The full name of it? Uh, Queen Me. Yes. Queen, Queen Me. Me. Right. Right. Um, so I brought her in. We, I was like, listen, you know, uh, yeah, we, we're going to do this play. And at this time now we're both some type of way. We end up both in Georgia at the same time in Atlanta. And so mm -hmm. I was like, well, you down? She's like down. I was like, yeah, we're, we're going to go to New York. We're going to do a play for like a month. <laughs> Just like, she was like, this yeah, is what we're okay. doing. Yes, okay, we're doing a play. Like, she was right us. So we go to New York. We take, I mean, we don't have a lot of money, you know. We just like, you know what, this is an opportunity. You know, this is like Broadway's right here. Like, this is big, so we do this play. And right. we keep it going. And we, we keep that connection. We come back. Eventually, some type of way we're talking and following the channel pops back up. And I was like, I've been researching. And... This is what I learned, you know, and I know I can I can do basic HTML code. I, I, oh, no. oh wow! I'm just, I got a little bit of feedback from someone. I learned it on the internet. <laughs> you oh wow okay yeah I'm like teaching myself coding basic oh. stuff, and I was like, well I know enough now for us to type the, and found a um, a company that will help you really template get a template for your mm -hmm. channel and. And then I was talking, I was like, what do you think about this name? Just like, it just can't, like, you just create a name. And it, <laughs> I was like, oh. this is this is what we're going to do. And, and she was down for it. And that's how we, that's how pretty much I got the channel started. It was just a conversation. So I'm back on how you learn how to write this code magically. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm baffled right now. Like, what? <laughs> Google. I Googled. That's I it? You're just Googling. like, this is what I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just Googled. Yeah. <laughs> so your channel's on Roku for all women of color. Yeah. And that, you said that, that just came to you. And then how did you figure out what type of content to put on there? And how did you get people to put content on your mm -hmm. channel? Well, um, we put it out there. Like we put it on our social media. We started talking about, we're going to have this channel and we had our logo and, um, tell me about that logo. What's the yeah. meaning behind your logo? So, this, everything is so weird. Like, I don't really know. I just, okay, so the name just came. Like, literally, it just, I was like, well, we're going to do a channel. Let's do it about women. Let's make it for all women of color. Let's call it F-A-W-O-C. That's, that's just how easy it was. And then as far as the logo, um, I got with some people, and I was like, well, this is what I'm thinking. We're unicorns. Like, we're unicorns. Like, like rare. I, I think. Yeah, I think a lot of, especially, you know, in this, in this environment that I'm in, I, I honestly feel like a unicorn a lot of the times. I, like, I don't fit. I, it's, you know, it's just, it's just a weird environment. And I was like, oh, that's what we are. We are unicorns. We, there's no plat 
a lot of times we're trying to figure out where do we go? Who do we talk to? And that's mm-hmm. how the logo really came. It was like unicorns. And I was like, let's just put it beautiful colors. You know, we're women. Yeah. So, you know, right. pinks, purples, you know, whatever. And they came, and then the logo came back. I was like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. Okay. <laughs> now, I have to say, it's sometimes we think things need to be hard. But um, since, since we on, I'm on this call with Women of Faith, when you have God on your side, quite honestly, it doesn't have to be challenging like that. No, like people exactly. are like, well, I know it had to be real tough. And of course you have to work for things, but God bring manna from the sky. Like literally. Right. And I too. always feel like his yoke is easy. Yeah, and, right? and it's and it's because of that, because when I thought about the how I how all the dots connected, it was with ease. Right. There wasn't right. any friction. You know, I, I don't feel like you have to look like you've been beat up by a, a, a booger wolf, you know, <laughs> to look like you overcame and been through some stuff, but also, too, to look like, you know, God has really had his hand on your life. You know, I know my the way that I measure um, if this is my path, it's because it happens with ease. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like the struggle comes when we're trying to do things on our own and we're doing things that we ain't supposed to do, making right. moves that we ain't supposed to make. Mm-hmm. But when we make the moves that we're supposed to make, it just beautifully just opened mm-hmm. up. And so, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. I agree with that one for sure. When I started, when I shipped my business from performance improvement and went to... Um, R.C. Riley and educational consulting being about giving these lectures in schools, it wasn't, it wasn't anything. It was like, okay, people were like, yes, come to our school, we'll pay you to do a lecture. Come to our college and we'll pay you to do a workshop. Come to our college and get on stage, we'll pay you to do that. Because you was in alignment with what was, what you were called to do. Exactly. And people had told me, it's going to take you a long time. You're not, no, what most people told me was you would not get paid any money being on stage telling your story about being sexually assaulted. I had heard that so many times. And all I kept saying was, okay, but God didn't even send me a vision or anything that said that you were supposed to be in my path along this journey. So you move to the left, let Mm -hmm. me keep going. And when I tell you that it has been in more abundance than I ever imagined, there was one woman, um, this woman is my writing mentor and writing coach, and she said to me, R.C., you have a story that people need to hear. And when you are ready to tell that story, people will pay you to tell that story. And I didn't believe mm-hmm. her. And one day I was like, I'm going to just go ahead and test this theory out. And then I was like, oh, hold on, that's what you're doing? <laughs> Let me do it two more times. <laughs> and I can, I can truly attest to when you are in alignment with God's purpose for your life and you move out of the way, you will be blessed. Oh, now fear keeps creeping back in. So sometimes we backslide and move yeah. on. But yeah. And that's not it's just about assignment too. Hmm. Assignment. People are right. assigned to us. Right. And yeah. that's that's just what it is. Even if they don't go the distance with us, they're assigned right. to us for right. those moments. And exactly. Yeah. And I'm not discounting people who have had very, very rough journeys. I think we've all had uh-huh. our ups, um, of course. And if people look like the journey they've been on, there's nothing against that. Um, we're just saying that we were, we recognize now that it doesn't always have to be there. You don't stay in it. You don't have to be that hard. Yeah. There for a moment and you move on out of that place and then step into, into a, uh, God's purpose for your life. 
Okay, mm -hmm. so this has been amazing. I'm going to get to some other questions, okay, y'all? Because we this was like background. It kept going. <laughs> up in here, Shantae, daddy, pastor in the background. <laughs> you know what, Shantae? When you were talking about how your daddy decided to be a pastor and all this kind of stuff, or or was called to be a pastor, and y'all hadn't expected it. So my daddy, his church asked him to to start a a church in the black neighborhood or whatever. And so he ended up becoming a pastor later in life. And I was like, now how many years of pastor are you gonna get? Cause you're kinda old, daddy. And his pastor told me, he was like, look here, Jesus preached for three years. So if I get two and a half out of him, I'm good. And I was like, <laughs> dude just checked me, just checked me. And I was like, okay, these pastors later in life or you know, having that second career and how it shifts uh -huh. everybody's world. Um, but in the end, it ends up being a true blessing. Okay, so you all told us your journey, and I want to just ask um, Shantae, what were your biggest fears when you were starting out? My biggest fears were people. The, the, the perceptions they would have, or the, um, sometimes we let people be a hindrance to us because we listen um, to negative you know, negative things or doubtful things. It's not always, it doesn't always come through as pure negative, you know, ideas, but it's those little seeds, like, you know, the little things people say to minimize what you're doing. Um, so when I, you know, in, in, in being in this environment that I'm in, if I'm, I have this channel and some people are the little channel, you know what I mean? Like you have people mm. that drop those things. So it was the fear of how do I, you know, we're unicorns. Like I said, it, how do I make sure that I don't, um, or that I, I find a way to infiltrate this big industry right. Right, right, right. and I'm, I don't have all these connections that everybody else have, or I mean, I have, you know, all this information, um, or like, you know, a lot of people it's about who, you know, especially here right. in California, they're connected. So how, what do I do? So the fear was was just that. How do I, okay, I have a channel. Now what do I do with right. it? And how do I get people to want to be part of what I'm doing? Um, now, how did you overcome that fear? Um, I just had to, my, my purpose had to be greater than my fear. Like I had to look at it that this was bigger than what I, than my feelings. You know what I mean? My feelings was right. like, I'm just little old me. I'm just trying to do this. And who's going right. to listen? Who's going? And I just had to like get over it. And, and the great thing about it is I've always had um, a community of people that pull me <laughs> back sometimes into the right, the right direction. Like I, I, when I came to California, God bless me. I was with the legendary, like, eight-time, I don't know how many Grammys he has, Andre Crouch. I, I was oh, guided. Yeah. I was mentored. Like, nice. And I was constantly told, you can do this. And you can do right, this. Right. Things that, like, I can't do this. Like, yes, you can. You know? So right, right. I started getting that guidance and that support, and it just made me feel like, okay, yeah, I can sit in a room with Issa and be like, yeah, I got a chance. Right, 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 right. What were some of your biggest fears starting out or along the whole journey? It doesn't have to be right in the beginning. Um, failing. Um, hey, well, specifically, so, what in what way? 
Well, um, personally, I was afraid of uh, really failing and disappointing my husband when because I quit my job. Yeah. And I I knew this was going to be something I know what. <laughs> so, um, you know, shortly after I quit my job um, and started working with, at the time, it was called Candle Expressions. Um, so I was making candles and scrubs and hair stuff and skin stuff. And, and there were people, you know, in the background like, oh, bless your heart. You know, now these people like, oh, congratulations. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so, in the store, yeah. they're like, uh-oh. <laughs> My husband had told me, and this was during the time when we were rocking. Um, and he had told me, he said, I didn't expect to marry, you know, an entrepreneur. When we met at the altar, you had a job. You, you know, you were going to work every day. And then now you are, and then, but you know, things were growing, growing slowly because I was learning um, you know, I'm working my business, but I still don't know what I'm doing and, mm -hmm. you know, and all of that. And so it was, and then, um, but what kept me going, and this is real yeah. talk, I didn't know how to close a company that was in retail stores, you know, so I'm like, like, well, I can't stop. Oh, I can't stop it. I can't pull it out. Like, what do you do? You know, so that's how I ended up being making four years, five years. Because I didn't know how to end it. You know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> when it's out, just keep going. You just keep going. Exactly. I had no choice but to keep going. Like, who do I call? You know? Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, ladies. I have a couple of questions from Facebook. One is for, oh, Iris, approximately how long will it take for hair growth to happen once you start using the product? So here's what I always tell every single customer that um, I have an opportunity to talk to is first, if you are experiencing alopecia, I want you to talk to your dermatologist first and find out if your follicles are still active. I can help you if your follicles are still active. If they are not, I can't help you, which also speaks to male pattern baldness because that's something that I can't reverse. That's nature. Correct. So, um, but typically, if they, if your dermatologist or trichologist, which is a hair and scalp uh, specialist, say that the follicles are still active, um, you know, I always measure growth within 30 days. Take a before photo, use it every day, the rejuvenating hair butter on your scalp, either every day or every other day, especially in the area areas that are thinning and, and there's breakage, take an after photo 30 days later and compare your results. And so I always say, give me 30 days. Now, there have been reports that it's been two weeks where they see some movement, like, oh, I got some peach fuzz, you know. Right. Um, so, but I always tell them, give me 30 days. And there's a follow-up question to that one. Can, can one still wear braids, like crochets, while using the products, or will they have to wear wigs or their natural hair, even though they've had, you know, they're trying to... It depends on the state of your hair. If you have weak spots, you do not want to put extra fric friction on there. Um, if your hair is strengthened and, you know, strong, but you just experience some uh, shedding and some, and some breakage and it's a little short, but it's, you know, but the hair follicle is strong, you can wear braids and a protective style, but don't braid too tight. I have a hair serum for those that, um, you know, 
have braids and they want to be able to oil the scalp and stimulate growth. I do want to announce to everybody that everything is sold out online. So you got to go to the store and get it. Okay. Right now, put in Facebook. Hey, boo, I'm going to meet you on the corner of 63rd and. <laughs> too big time for that now, y'all. I'm so sorry. That was 2014. She don't do that. That was 2014. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right we got a few more minutes here ladies thank you thank you this is a fantastic conversation so i'm just gonna jump right in so short answers to these um what do you enjoy most about running your business shantae in 30 seconds um i just i enjoy just having a platform for people um to to have a place to go you know to have a place to share their talent to share their creativity um, okay yeah all right what about you iris what do you enjoy most about running your business? Every, every time someone say, Iris, my hair grew back, it always feel like the very first time I heard it. So it's the change that I, I spark, giving somebody self-esteem and all that other stuff again. Nice. Okay. Now, Shantae, what do you enjoy least about having your own business and TV shows and stage plays and flying <laughs> from California to New York? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, there's no one to blame when something, <laughs> when something does go wrong. It's like, okay, I, I do take ownership of like, okay, yeah, you gotta figure out another way. But yeah, that's probably that and the technical part of it, trying to make sure that, you know, things are operating the way that they should be technically. Okay. What about you, Iris? Um, at a certain stage in your business, it controls you. <laughs> you no longer have the control that you had over your life. You can't go out if you got to make product and all that other stuff. So mm. that's what I hate the least. Vacations are a little bit more difficult now. <laughs> okay. okay, makes sense, makes sense. Um, do you still, Shantae, do you work another job in addition to the channels and the plays and all of that? And um, right, now, right now I don't um, because, you know, I just decided to focus, you know, put that energy into what I was doing and okay. build on my dream. But okay. yeah. Okay. And what about you, Iris? Are you working um, another job or is this like what you do all the time? I have other businesses. Um, and so, you know, um, clinical massage therapy business, telehealth company, coaching okay. and this. And so Okay. So some people feel that a person isn't a true entrepreneur if they're still working another day job for somebody else where they get a regular paycheck and their 401k. How do you feel about that statement? I just tell people you have to be able to invest in yourself. And if you don't have any income to invest in yourself, then because we expect other people to jump in and invest in us. So you got to be the first partaker of that and be like, okay, I got to do what I have to do to be able to make those investments into myself. Okay. So, so if that takes say, you working like a job. you're working another job and you're doing your fine. business, you're still, you still consider that entrepreneurship. Yeah, okay. just don't right. get lost in the other job. You know what right. I mean? The other job is a means, a resource, not, you know, your source. You know? Right. What about you, Iris? Oh, I always insert eye roll. Like, dude, Thank, look. That's a, that's, I, I get into heated arguments over that. <laughs> That, um, I, I, I didn't got pissed off with some people. I'm like, you know what? We're going to have to unfriend. Right. <laughs> because here's the thing. You cannot jump out into entrepreneurship 
with no kind of safety net, no kind of plan, no money, no strategy. You have to transition out right, transition. where your business outgrows your job. That's right. how right. you do it. Yeah. Don't be goofy out here and, okay, I'm not. Okay, that's another <laughs> one. We're going to do a part two, part two. Part two B. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so just before we wrap up, I want to ask you all, what is a, a piece of advice that you would give somebody who right now is working a full-time job and they are starting a little something on their own business, but they're not sure, they're just a fearful. Like what's, what's some piece of advice that you would leave them with? Um, I would, I would say um, that you have to create a plan because a lot of times we fear the unknown and sometimes if we don't have a proper plan, it is like it's chaos, right? Because we don't really know which direction to go. So I would say first sit down and create a plan of what you want to do. Don't jump, like you said, don't jump and leave your job. You know, it's not, it may not happen for you tomorrow. It may take a year, it may take two years, five years. You got to know that you're passionate enough to go the distance should mm -hmm. you need to do that and you know and then go for it you know and and, and there will be you know a progression to it it's okay. not instant there's no instant okay. success <laughs> okay what would you say iris well i would say that on the same street is as faith is fear <clears> td <throat> jake said that so you're not going to ever really get away from having a little bit of fear. Also, uh, Iyanla says that if you feel like you're about to piss your pants, you're going in the right direction. So that's what I have to say about uh, fear. The other thing is quiet the negative voices in your head. Every little step you make is progress. Do not measure your success by someone else's. So that's your path, whatever your path, however long it takes you, it's your path, it's right. still a win. So keep working at it and you'll end up on the other side. Awesome, thank you ladies so much for joining me today. This conversation has been so good. Hang on to Zoom for a minute. I'm gonna try to see how I can stop going live on Facebook but still chat with y'all a little bit, okay? Just give me like All that. right. Um, but thank you all for joining us today. If you have any additional questions for these lovely ladies, you can find them on their websites. Can tell me your website, Shantae? Just tell everybody. Um, it's fawoctv.com. Um, okay. And then Iris. And um, you can find me at irisbotanicals.com and irisnicolepatterson.com. All right. And then I'll post all this information for folks so they can find you all and um, benefit from all that you are putting out there into the universe. Thank you. I thank God for the blessings that are you too. And I thank you for answering the call to serve God in terms of living out your purpose. Have a great evening, everybody. Thanks again for listening. This episode has been brought to you by Fit Life Give, a Black-owned, queer, and trans-friendly luxury mobile spa. Fit Life Give specializes in couples and individual massage corporate events to spa and pamper parties all across the Chicagoland area. Massage is a form of fitness and you need to have a fit-filled life in order to give to others. So book Fit Life Give for your next event or personal service. That's fitlifegive.biz.